Welcome to Discus, Discussions in Spinal Cord Injury Science, brought to you by the APTA AMPT Spinal Cord Injury Special Interest Group. In this podcast, we bring you interviews with researchers and clinical leaders in spinal cord injury rehabilitation. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Kristen Sazat. And I'm Uzair Hamad. And we are your hosts of Discus. We have a very special guest for you all today and are thrilled to be speaking with him about his research. We will be speaking with Dr. Giorgio Chevaletto, an international leader in spinal cord injury research. He and his colleagues have recently published a paper titled Reliability and Validity of International Standards for Neurological Classification of Spinal Cord Injury in Patients with Non-Traumatic Spinal Cord Lesions in Spinal Cord in July 2021 which is the official journal of the International Spinal Cord Society. Dr. Shivaletto is a specialist in neurology and in physical medicine and rehabilitation. He has been involved in the cure and research for SCI for the largest part of his career and his professional life for more than 25 years. At present, he is the head of a spinal rehabilitation spire lab at St. Lucia Foundation in Rome, Italy, and he is the vice president of the Italian Spinal Cord Injury Society and the chair of the scientific committee of the International Spinal Cord Society. His research is focused on the non-traumatic lesions, on the study of outcome measures for spinal cord injury, and on urological issues following spinal cord injury, and partly on the use of robotic rehabilitation. He has several collaborations with well-recognized experts within Italy, Europe, and USA. Welcome to Discus, Dr. Chevaletto. Your work has provided me so much guidance in the past decade over my whole career, so we are so excited to speak with you today. Good morning. Thank you very much. And thank you for inviting me. I'm very pleased and honored to be with you and uh, to discuss my, my work. It's not only my work, it's a collaborative work, uh, which has been held in, uh, here in Italy, but we think it's important. As do we. All right. So let's go ahead and dive in. Awesome. So Dr. Silvetto, I'm sure you and our listeners who are familiar with the literature regarding spinal cord injury rehab would agree that traumatic spinal cord injury research studies far outweigh that of non-traumatic spinal cord injury. Could you give us a little bit of background information as to why you think that may may be? Yes, you're completely right. And I completely agree with you that uh, most of the uh, research and uh, most of the literature on spinal cord injury is focused on uh, traumatic uh, spinal cord injury, but uh, in the last uh, uh, 25 years, uh, let's say, uh, since I began to work with spinal cord injury patients, there there has been a a constant increase in uh, the number of uh, subjects with non-traumatic spinal cord injury, which has exactly the same uh, severity and the same uh, problems of uh, traumatic ones. And uh, uh, this will probably increase uh, more and more, uh, at least in the Western world, uh, together with the uh, aging of the population. The problem is that uh, most of the literature is focused on uh, traumatic spinal cord injury, and we don't even know uh, the exact incidence and exact prevalence of uh, uh, non-traumatic spinal cord uh, lesions. And uh, in some articles, you can find an incidence of uh, six patients per million and, and another 80 patients per million, which is obviously uh, difficult to evaluate. And for example, in, in my world, uh, 
the admissions for non-traumatic spinal cord injuries uh, raised to more than half uh, and probably uh, 60% of the total of admissions. So the, the, the problem is constantly, uh, constantly increasing. And the, the reason why I can't completely explain why this happened, uh, probably because uh, uh, subjects with uh, uh, non-traumatic spinal cord injuries have uh, less severe lesions or uh, are usually cared for in uh, neurological wards or in geriatric wards, and uh, they don't uh, uh, get admitted to uh, specialized spinal cord units which is a mistake per se, because uh, the consequences of uh, non-traumatic spinal cord injury are exactly the same of uh, uh, traumatic ones. And uh, uh, the right place to be cared for uh, for these patients is a specialized uh, spinal cord unit like the non-traumatic counterparts. Yeah, um, you make a great point. People with traumatic spinal cord injuries are usually brought to trauma centers or specialized spinal cord injury care centers upon their injury. But realistically, those with non-traumatic injuries end up in a variety of local and community hospitals and outpatient clinics, not necessarily specializing in spinal cord injury. Thank you. Dr. Schletto, as your group's paper seems to be the first to investigate the validity and reliability of the use of the INSKI in the non-traumatic spinal cord injury population, describe to our listeners what exactly inspired this study. Yes. You know, the, the INSKI are the uh, gold standard to evaluate patients with uh, spinal cord injury, and both because they are a common language and uh, they describe quite clearly the situation of uh, a patient. And I can send the patient to the US or to Japan uh, by describing uh, his motor scores and uh, sensory scores and uh, level of injury and uh, completeness. Uh, of injury and they have a, a strong prognostic factor um, importance. Uh, however, they've been developed and validated only in subjects with uh, traumatic spinal cord injury, and uh, there is no validations for patients with non-traumatic spinal cord injury. I discussed this with uh, other researchers involved in uh, non-traumatic spinal cord injury several times, and at the end, uh, I had the chance to uh, study this, uh, this issue and uh, had the, uh, people working with me who were interested in uh, uh, studying these, uh, these issues and we started the, the, the project. That, that's so interesting. As a clinician who treats, you know, in a spinal cord injury clinic every day, we use the INSKI in traumatic spinal cord injury to have conversation with each other to guide our conversation with our clients, to guide our prognosis based on the literature. Um, we use the INSKI and non-traumatic as well, but we really don't have that same information like you discussed. And it's such a gap um, for those of us in clinical practice to have uh, educated conversations with our clients. So after the release of this study, it's, it's going to be so beneficial for future research to be able to use this tool so that way we in the clinics can have better educated conversation with our clients. So thank you for that. Yes, and uh, I forgot to say that uh, one important part of this, uh, the use of the, uh, the INSKI are, uh, the research, is the research because uh, uh, the INSKI are uh, 
often used to evaluate patients uh, at the baseline examination, and sometimes they are also used uh, for outcome, as an outcome evaluation, although they are not the most precise uh, outcome uh, outcome tool. And but uh, uh, if you want to use the INSKI uh, for research in, in non-traumatic spinal cord injury, they uh, obviously have to be validated for this particular population. And that's another reason why we decided to, to, to start uh, this project. You know, for example, another uh, article that we uh, published uh, last year was the a comparison between patients with ischemic or traumatic spinal cord injuries. And we uh, found, based on the uh, database, the, the European multi-center study on spinal cord injury database, and we found that uh, ischemic and um, traumatic uh, patients have more or less the same outcome. Uh, but we didn't know exactly if the ISKI had the same validity in ischemic patients and in traumatic ones. So that's another reason why I think our, our work is important. Absolutely. So let's, uh, let's dive a little bit deeper into that then, because um, I think it'll be important for our listeners to maybe understand what specifically, what answer you were looking to answer in this study um, before we move forward. The answer we were looking is if uh, was uh, if the Inski had the same uh, uh, psychometric characteristics uh, in patients with non-traumatic uh, spinal cord injury that they show with, with in patients with traumatic ones, and uh, you know if you want to use a, 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 an, an, an assessment instrument as a research tool or uh, simply uh, in in, in the clinical setting, uh, you have to be sure that uh, the, this tool is uh, valid and uh, uh, is uh, uh, about you. You, you have to, to to know about uh, his uh, repeatability, his validity, and uh, other uh, psychometric characteristics that were complete. And this information was completely lacking for patients with non-traumatic spinal cord injury. So we performed uh, uh, this study uh, with this in mind. Uh, trying to discover if the psychometric characteristics were as good as uh, in uh, the traumatic population. Fair enough. Thank you. Yes. Now that we better understand exactly what you were looking for, discuss with us what the findings were from this study and maybe any limitations that you faced along the way in your project. Uh, the, the, this, the, the, the findings were good, but not so good as we uh, were waiting for, unfortunately, because the uh, the the, the ISKI demonstrated to be valid and uh, repeatable in the patients with the non-traumatic populations, but the uh, values of this uh, uh, validity were lower than those find um, that were uh, have been found in the traumatic population in the other studies. Uh, Probably this is because uh, <clears throat> most of our patients had an incomplete lesion, and uh, you know that assessing incomplete patients with incomplete lesions is uh, much more difficult than uh, assessing uh, patients with uh, complete injuries. And uh, while all the uh, validation study uh, for the INSKI in the traumatic populations had 
much more patient-ridden uh, complete lesions. And that could, that's the only explanation for this difference in the validity of the, the instruments as, because all the uh, assessors uh, who performed the, the INSCI uh, in this group of patients were uh, well aware of the difficulty of this instrument. They were certified and uh, by the European Multicenter uh, study. And we had a lot of experience in assessing these patients. But anyway, there the, the, the were uh, difference between the two examiners and this reflects on the uh, results of the, of the study. Uh, some uh, uh, part of the INSCI were more uh, uh, valid, for example, the motor score and the uh, completeness of the lesion and the, the level uh, for some uh, parts of the instrument, like, for example, the sensory score, there were more differences and the uh, validity scores were lower, but uh, I think that uh, globally we can say that uh, uh, the INSCI could be used uh, without great problems in assessing uh, patients with non-traumatic uh, spinal cord injuries. And one thing that we did not perform, uh, we, because it, it, it it would require uh, a longer study with different uh, different team is to assess the uh, prognostic value of the uh, of the ISK. Uh, and that would be important and uh, uh, this would be uh, one of the things that we will do in the next future because uh, uh, you know uh, apart from uh, depicting the uh, characteristic of the patients the INSCI are used uh, as you said before uh, also to assess the prognosis of the, the patients and to discuss the prognosis uh, uh, with the patients and is, uh, they are of help in uh, talking with the patients uh, about their future and uh, probably with the, also with the insurances or uh, other uh, payers for, for, for our services. And uh, uh, so it would be important to, to discover whether uh, in patients with non-traumatic spinal cord injury, the, the INSCI has have the same uh, prognostic uh, prognostic value. And we did not perform this part of the study, but we have this very clear in mind and we do the study in the next future. That is so interesting. We're really excited to know that using the INSCI tool now in our non-traumatic population, we as clinicians can have um, assurance that, that it is valid and reliable, but we definitely in the clinical world would very much be interested in knowing that prognostic value. Um, here at, at, or at my organization, as soon as we have a client with a spinal cord injury, we immediately have a, a family meeting to discuss all of the questions that the family may have about their injury. And for those with non-traumatic spinal cord injuries, we often find ourselves saying, you know, the literature is, is, is sparse compared to that of traumatic. So we discuss someone who may have a similar injury in a traumatic and based off of the research there, but that we can't necessarily say with the same, yeah. um, with the same yes. accuracy. So it would be so beneficial for us. Um, and then also same for, for things like equipment selection and length of stay yeah. and things like that, it would be the prognosis aspect is, is a huge um, area yes. that would be very interesting for us. It would be beneficial. You know, here in Italy, we have different uh, uh, health systems, so we don't have to struggle with insurances for the length of stay or uh, for other things mm -hmm. like that for, uh, uh, 
instrument provision or uh, something like that, but we still have to uh, discuss with the patients uh, their prognosis. And probably we have more uh, difficulties with the architectural barriers because our uh, towns are much older than uh, in the US and uh, <laughs> there are there are still uh, apartments without an, an elevator. And so uh, we, we have to discuss with the patients if they have not to, uh, uh, to, to to solve the problems of architectural barriers, but uh, to completely change the apartment because it's not uh, uh, possible to, to go back to the same apartment. And this is part of a, an important part of our, uh, our job. And uh, we have to based our discussion on something which is reliable and uh, and valid otherwise uh, we can tell anything uh, to the to the patients different problems same solution i, I hope Cl clinicians all across the world feel the same yeah, pains yeah. in these conversations it's a painful conversations uh, some, sometimes and uh, it's difficult to uh, convince the patients of their prognosis and uh, this is another another uh, reason why we need to have reliable instrument assessment assessment instruments absolutely thank you so much okay dr Salvetto, you've been so generous with your time so uh one final question what impact do you hope this work will have on clinical practice and for those living with spinal cord injury? Uh, you know, uh, I don't think this work will have an immediate impact on those living with a spinal cord injury. Uh, I think the important thing is that uh, we uh, this, this establish that uh, the instrument uh, is, uh, is valid, both for clinical use and for research. And uh, uh, in the next future, this will help, uh, for example, researchers to uh, decide if we can if they could include uh, patients with non-traumatic spinal cord injuries uh, in some clinical trials. And uh, uh, if they do include patients with non-traumatic uh, spinal cord injuries, they would be uh, sure that uh, they will have a, a valid assessment, uh, assessment tool. Uh, for example, we are involved in a clinical trial uh, on physical therapy uh, with the uh, University of Sydney. And knowing that uh, we can uh, randomize both patients with traumatic and non-traumatic spinal cord injury. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. In this sense, it's uh, our work is important uh, and uh, to, to evaluate the results of the tool, the results of the study and uh, to evaluate the, patients before randomization. Well, Dr. Shalavetto, thank you so much for joining us. Your work today that we've discussed has really laid the foundation for future studies and for a very large impact in non-traumatic spinal cord injury and clinical practice. Um, those, those not just in the research world, but those of us in clinical practice every day are really appreciative of your dedication to providing really clinical, meaningful research to the spinal cord injury community and society. Um, it's helped me over my career. I know every time I have a, a question that I, I look to the literature, 
so often your your research pops yes, up. And, um, my name is your, pops up. Your name is there. Yes. And and we really appreciate that because sometimes the articles don't always translate into immediate practice, but but yours do. So we we very much appreciate um the hard yes, work you I, do for us. I I I I had a very good I, I must recognize, I must always thank uh, my very good teacher, which is from the US, John Tutuno, who was based in uh, Philadelphia and now uh, he's retired. And uh, he taught me how to perform this clinical research. And uh, uh, he, he taught me uh, most of what I know about uh, uh, clinical practice on uh, spinal cord injury. And most of all, uh, uh, he showed me his dedication to uh, patients with spinal cord injury, which is the most important uh, things for, uh, for us and for clinical practice. So, well, so. Thank you so much for your important work. And thank you for talking with us here on Discus today and for passing along this important information to our listeners. Is there anything that you would like, is there anything you'd like to leave with our listeners today before we disconnect? No, I I would uh, only try to encourage uh, young people to uh, join the spinal cord injury community because I don't know in the US, but uh, uh, in Italy it's much more and more difficult to find young doctors on the, uh, physical therapists or occupational therapists who are interested in uh, spinal cord injury patients. And, and I, I, I know and I agree that uh, it's a difficult field uh, of uh, clinical practice and uh, of research, but and I know the the, the, man, the numbers of patients uh, is, is low, but Anyway, it's important that they receive the right care in the right place. And uh, so it's, uh, I would like to encourage all, all young people to, to join our community, to join ISCOS, to join uh, the American Spinal Injury Association, or one of the two. Both, both would be better, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to dedicate to, the, to, to spinal cord injury patients. And I want to thank, of course, I, I would like to, to thank you for inviting me and for dedicating me this time to, to show my results, my research. Oh, it was our pleasure. Yeah, Dr. Chavetto, thank you so much for making the time to be here. But that will be the end of our chat for today. And thank you and our Discus listeners so much for joining us for this episode today. We are Uzer Hamad and Kristen Cizat, your host. Until next time.